This is the show where two friends from different parts of the world discuss all things, all elite wrestling. And one of them actually knows what they're talking about. We'll let you decide. Welcome to the Beauty and the Beard Pro Wrestling Podcast with your hosts, Woody and Sarah. This is your Dynamite review for July 14th, 2021, and Dynamite comes to us this week from Cedar Park, Texas, Fighter Fest, night one, and yes, this, it feels like every week, it's, it's ramping up more and more and more. Uh, yeah, this show, um, <laughs> when I finished watching it, seems to have been booked directly for me, so this is my show. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. A lot of uh, pieces to this show that yeah, definitely felt they were tailor made for Sarah. This was um, this was AW's early birthday present for me. So <laughs> I thank you very much, Tony Khan. Big fan. I'm just sure that's exactly what they had in mind. Exactly. Uh, but what was so great about this show, and there's a lot of great things about this show, but like everything that we were excited about, everything I know like for me personally that I was excited about hit perfectly like it happened everything was great but even some of the things i wasn't as excited about like i mean just personally me i wasn't crazy excited for matt hardy versus christian even that like exceeded my expectations for it as a match Mm. Uh, even that stuff um so even the things i I wasn't crazy excited about not to say you shouldn't be excited for christian versus matt hardy but just as in comparison to everything else Mm. but everything was just great and there were so many little um surprises um, mm-hmm. Not like a surprise, like you know, a debut or anything, but just little, little things that happen, little vignettes yeah. that I didn't know were going to happen. That I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it gets yeah. me even more excited for the next show. Oh, so, yeah, 100%. anyways, but before we get started, I want to remind everybody to check out all of our other content that comes out each week, uh, where we review Dynamite, like we're doing now every week. Uh, we're also going to be re- reviewing Rampage in the future when it starts, August 13th. Um, we also do Q and A's topic discussions and we review and preview pay-per-views and every now and then we'll do interviews when we get the chance. Well, every now and again, but we've done one. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. That was that, that was that every now, maybe we'll have it again. (laughs) You just never know. We may, we may, we may even get maybe a listener on. A listener? Yes. Maybe one day. That's a great idea. I have some ideas. Depends who plays the cards right. <laughs> I'm not sure anybody would want to be on here with us. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's a, a yay or a, uh, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> Is that a treat or a trick? <laughs> punishment. Punishment. Play your cards right or we're going to get you on here. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> um, so also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. You can follow the channel at BeautyXTheBeard. You can follow me at Let the Beard Play, and you can follow Sarah at Strange underscore Pixie. Yeah, Cam. All right, Sarah. Yes. Are you ready to talk some dynamite? Hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> All right. The show. What's first? What's first? The show started off with a bang as the first match was your boy, John Moxley. And your bestie. And and my bestie, Carl Anderson. 
And my best, he didn't do so well. He did oh. well. It just it, it didn't finish so well for him because Moxley got the victory in this opening match with a paradigm shift. But it, it wasn't because it wasn't a hard-fought match because it was. Uh, Carl Anderson showed up and showed out. Uh, he just uh, just didn't have enough to put Moxley away. No. Uh, did you like Did you like this as an opener, man? Uh, I was really surprised this was the <laughs> opener. I literally <laughs> was sat there, you know, as I'm having breakfast. And I mm-hmm. was like, right, I'm going to settle down, enjoy some nice dynamite, you know, see what's on first, wet my up. Oh, my God. Boom. Like, why? Why? This should really pre. This should be like a warning before dynamite. John Moxley by the way, starts. <laughs> by the way, we're going to start off with this, just so everybody yeah, knows. Just so you know, yeah. just so you're not eating toast. Sarah, or, heads up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just basically, warn me. Um, this was amazing. Oh my goodness! And he's back with Eddie. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, guys are back to friends and back together. And that, um, that was a huge pop was when Eddie yeah. took out Doc Gallows at the start of the match. I like, it was right from that. the get-go. It's like, it's going to be a fair fight right off the bat. 100%. And that is, like, 100% why Mark needs a buddy. Because mm-hmm. the guy is, like, amazing. But sometimes by certain people with the name The Elite involved. <laughs> Sometimes kind of, you know, yeah, like... Things happen. Yeah. Make things difficult for him. Maybe things, it's a fair fight. Happen. He good. Yeah. <laughs> but it was it was a great match. It, I'll tell you, I, I loved how uh, the announcers kept really putting over Carl Anderson's background with yeah. New Japan and yeah. even mentioning the G1 tournament. Um mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, that's what Excalibur brings to commentary, man. He's, he's really, yeah. really playing up Carl Anderson because honestly, you know, we joked about the fact that I thought Carl Anderson was going to win. Um, yeah. I thought Box is going to lose it to, to my, my bestie, but yeah, I mean, honestly, I pretty much we, we knew Mox is hanging on to that title, but they do a really good job of making you feel like Anderson has a shot, yeah. even though deep down we knew he didn't. Um, yeah, because also yeah. with the like the promo stuff, it was just Carl Anderson with the promo. There was nothing from Marx, mm-hmm. and I yeah. was like, um, "There's nothing from Marx." Does that actually mean that's it? Like that was like a genuine like slight niggle of concern for me because I was just like, "There isn't Uh-oh. anything from like the champion," which is a yeah. bit bizarre. So I was yep. just like going into this like, <laughs> "Be nice, don't ruin it." Well, he was on baby duty, you know? He's, he's yeah. being a daddy. Yeah. He's changing diapers and all that good stuff. Mm. Um, but, man, the, the crowd tonight, and the first thing you notice is that crowd when Moxley came out. Yes. Man, and they were hot all night. They were I fantastic all night. From that reaction, if ever, 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 Mox went healed, they'd have such a tough job. They'd have a yeah. real job on their hands. It'd be like trying well, to make MJF babyface. They had a rough night as it as it was trying to make heels get booed. Yeah, exactly. Uh, a lot of the people you thought were going to be heels, you couldn't tell by the crowd reaction. The they had that problem all night. Like we've said loads of things before with AEW, they don't mm-hmm. force it down your throat. If you want to cheer for them, exactly. you, you cheer yeah. for them. At the yeah. end of the day, yeah. their character is their character. Like, 
What do you want mm-hmm. me to do? Like, you know, punch a child <laughs> in the face for you to not like them? There's only so yeah. much a guy or a girl can do. <laughs> don't put it in MJF's mind because he might do I that. Don't, 100%. He, yeah. uh, and we weren't done talking about the IWGP. Uh, no. Because... <laughs> oh, <laughs> next. No. Next. Wow. We saw Lance, Lance Archer. Lance Archer and... just become your best friend now. <laughs> We saw Lance Archer and Jake Roberts, and Lance was a little fired up. And oh Jake was trying to calm him down, but it wasn't working. Lance Archer, just just get to the point here. Lance Archer wants a Texas death match with Moxley for the oh. title next week in Dallas. A rematch oh. in the same match that he lost the title to Moxley back in New Japan. So, yes. Mox has legit just stepped back through the door. <laughs> yeah, he's I know. And it, just packed a bag, got on a plane, got through the door, and now he's like, ah, yeah. <laughs> Mox is back, and everybody says, Oh, I want to play. Can yeah. I play? Mox, you busy? You busy? Because uh, mm-hmm. I'm not busy next week. So, uh, Lance is the next in line. And that match in New Japan uh, was, 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 was a good one. Yeah. Uh, and, and of course, we've seen Moxley and, and Archer. NAW also already mm-hmm. um, for the world title. Yeah. Uh, but we haven't seen a Texas death match in AEW. So no. this is, you know, it's going to be, you know, every time we have Moxley in a hardcore, no rules type match, yeah. you know what we get. We get blood, we get I weapons. Legit, legit um, feel sorry for NA because she must yeah. have been at home with her little baby daughter going, oh, look, he won. What? What is he doing next week? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's one of those things that kind of like, whoa, I didn't expect to hear this, but it's it's obvious, an obvious way to go. Because, you know, yeah. like, if there was any kind of creative meetings and they're like, all right, what we, Mox is back. We, we're going to do some type of match. Uh, yeah. Well, we're in Texas. Oh, yeah, yeah we're in Texas. Yeah, yeah. Texas death match, obviously. It's yeah. a definite way to go. I uh, just, um, yeah, poor Renee next week. She's just oh, I, yeah, I do feel sorry for him. Oh, my goodness. He better come home intact <laughs> because otherwise I think he's going to be it, sleeping on the sofa. Yeah, Jeez. at this point, she's she's got to be used to it, though. I, mean, I know, this, but she's at been this used point, to it about a kid. God, no. She now has a ben. daughter that, like, needs her dad. So. Yeah, I guess I guess that does up the kind of a amps bit. it up a bit. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Imagine you're what, right. Imagine what your missus would be like if you went. By the way, <laughs> I'm going to go death have a tonight. rules death match. Is that all right with you? <laughs> she would just make sure my will was updated. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> as long as the paperwork's good, you go have fun, honey. Go have fun. <laughs> have fun dying. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I don't think she'd worry too much. Maybe just a tad, but maybe a bit. Um, yeah, I gotta cut the grass. So she's like, <laughs> now I gotta hire somebody to cut the grass. Um, all right. So yeah, uh, do do what? Are, what? What do we think the odds are the archer is gonna actually beat Moxley next week? Okay, if I'm going with my heart, Mox retains. If I'm going yeah. with my head, this could be one way to heat Lance Archer back up. <laughs> you think? Guess yeah. that. <laughs> like go if you to, have Archer go wins. to like yeah. go to like Japan or do stuff on like New Japan Strong with the title or something for a bit, build him back up, and then if he comes back to AEW afterwards, yeah, he well, should. Well, 
Look, just beating Moxley. I mean, like there, people have been a little down on Lance Archer. Like, man, he's not winning these big matches. Mm. Oh wait, he just beat John Moxley. That changes everything. Yeah. <laughs> that one win because Moxley doesn't lose. You know, there's mm. there there aren't many Moxley losses we can point to. Um, so that not in itself clean would ones anyway. N- no, but that in itself would definitely um, that would that would raise Lance Archer's stock. A lot. Yeah, I'm just I'm just so. wondering, like, because obviously my original thought was if he lost to Carl Anderson, that meant like Carl Anderson was going back to yeah, New Japan. And da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. So if he loses it to Lance Archer, that statement still stands. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he's Mark a guy that would make hold sense. On to it. Mark's can't hold on to it forever. I mean, as much yeah. as like you know, I'd love him to. He can't yeah. hold on to stuff forever. It doesn't work like mm-hmm. that, Kenny. Um, so you have to drop stuff eventually. It's just eventually. Who to? I keep wondering if this program, you know, we've got Moxley defending this title two weeks in a row. If this is gonna open the door for not an invasion, but for somebody else, some of run-ins from some New Japan people, something to try to get the Possibly. title off of Mox. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, anyways, this is definitely uh, an in, an intriguing match for sure, and interested to see where this goes mm. for both guys. For both guys, hundred uh, percent. Next, uh, this is another one of those surprises that you know it wasn't like a major moment in the show, but just this small thing, I'm like, whoa, hold up. Okay, so we had Andrade with Alex Abrahantes, and we know Alex Abrahantes is uh, has a partnership basically with with Penta. He's interviewing Andrade, and Andrade makes it known that he is looking for the death triangle. So he's telling Alex Abrahantes to let them know I'm looking for. What does that mean? This, I, it, I I just I just love the crowd noise for that because yeah. that's when, yeah, that's like, when you're so happy there's crowds because they literally went oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because the, it, 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 a lot of speculation I've heard since then is like, oh, wow, we're going to have a match with Andrade and he's going he's gonna to go after Phoenix and after, um, after Penta. Mm. But maybe not. Maybe he didn't say he was going to – he wanted a match with him, did he? I mean, it no. could be he's wanting a partnership with him. He's, you know, I don't know. I don't know what that means, and that's great. He just – he wants to find him. So. It could be worse. Yeah. Andrade El Idolo is looking, may have a tag partner in mind for AAA. Hmm. Yeah, and I've I've heard of possible arrangement with Roosh. Mm. So, hmm. Because he said when Could he be. came in that he, he wants all the belts, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So. So you, if that's the case, they're kind of setting up an angle for a AAA show. Possibly mm-hmm. on a in AEW. Yeah. Okay. Could be a possibility. Yeah. I'm still wondering if, if he's not gonna try to partner up with them. That's where I'm I'm thinking. To try to I'd it, love it you if could, I'd love it if we've got these far flung ideas like he's trying to partnership, he's going after the tag titles and all he does is he wanna chat. <laughs> I just wanna have a he chat. Just, <laughs> he, he just wants to, you know. Have you got well, no, have you got a crossing? <laughs> Yeah, free code. Can you come check out my island? <laughs> so, um, if 
But if he if he wanted to try to start some type of stable or faction, here we go with the faction talk again. But I love mm. these factions. They Same. work. You got to have friends. So mm-hmm. if he's gonna, you know, possibly try to recruit people for a faction, it could cause friction between between him and uh, Pack because mm-hmm. if he doesn't want Pack in it, but he wants the Lucha Brothers. Yeah. Um, yeah, you could set off some type of feud between Pac and Andrade, and I would be a okay with that. That would yes. be interesting. So I don't know. It's, it, you know, we'll see. Which we kind yeah. of. Uh, I'm not sure if I would be crazy. Um, now that I'm talking myself out of it now, because with the possibility of trios titles coming, I really wanted Death Triangle to be in that trios yeah. situation. So if yeah. if if they're broken up, then we're like, oh man, that's mm-hmm. what I wanted to see the Death Triangle do. So yeah. anyways, but yeah. But that's what I loved about this little small segment is there's so much speculation to this. Yeah. Um, it's something so, small, love but it. like so much could come from that. Yes. It's like a little, it's like a little seed. And from yep. that little seed, a big oak tree grows. <laughs> I hope this is a really big oak tree. Really big oak um, tree. <laughs> so next, wow. This. This next match was probably mm-hmm. not, it really should have been a surprise of the night, but just that the crowd was just so hot oh throughout God. this entire match. And it is the FTW title match between Ricky Starks and Brian Cage. And Ricky Starks came out to a hero's reception. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, I don't know why I was that surprised, you know, because I, he really hasn't wrestled in front of a full crowd at all because he debuted yeah. in AEW with um, during the pandemic, during uh, yeah. Cody Rhodes's uh, at uh, TNT title run. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm wondering if he was as surprised as we were to that kind of reception, yeah. man, because the crowd <laughs> ate him up, loved it, mm-hmm. and he won the FTW title, and they went absolutely nuts for that. And this is yeah. how it went down at the end. Hook distracted the ref. Hobbs ended up creaming Brian Cage with a belt, knocking him silly. Uh, Starks ended up catching Cage with a spear and got the one, two, three. The crowd erupted. Uh, it was it was great. Uh, he was treated like an absolute babyface in this match. Whether yeah. they wanted him to be portrayed as a babyface or not, he was mm-hmm. to that crowd, and that's what we talked yeah. about earlier. Let the crowd react. The crowd is going to react how they're going to react. Just roll with it, mm-hmm. man. But a question: Did did Ricky see? Um, the belt being used, did he, did he even realize that Cage had been hit with the belt? No idea, because what I thought was really weird was um, he went for the belt originally, didn't he, Ricky? Yes, yeah. And mm-hmm. Hobbs took it away, and like, Ricky took it was away. like, what the hell? And I was like, yeah, what? Yeah. I don't understand what's going on. Like, I was like, oh, have, have we, is this like a complete swerve? Have we completely misinterpreted what's going on? Like, is this yeah. about getting Ricky out? And then, obviously, it, everything carried on for a bit. And then Hobbs then smashed Brian Cage in the face. Yeah. While yeah. Hobbs distracted the referee. And then Ricky did a spear. And I was like, huh. I'm happy, so, but I'm so it, confused who knew what was going on here. But Taz knew like he was, knew what was going on. Yeah, Taz was excited, and that was um, a telling moment, too, because he was, you know, I was thinking, well, how's he going to react to this? But no, that's what he wanted to happen. But yeah, it, it was, it's interesting, like you said, with, with Hobbs pulling the belt away. Now, 
in that moment, if Ricky had taken the belt, he could get disqualified using it because mm-hmm. the ref was watching. So maybe it was a thing where, no, dude, we got a plan. We're sticking to it. Don't grab the belt. Like, but maybe you know, they didn't even it could have been that. because he genuinely looked like, I don't get what's going yeah. on. And because I don't think he saw the belt being used. No. So if he thinks he won it legitimately without their help and then mm. finds out later, that could be another rift in that. You know, obviously Cage is not going to be happy because he felt like he was just screwed out of the title. I don't but think Ricky, Ricky will care how he won it. Well, and he may not. He may not. It, 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 it's just a, 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 a weird feel because we just saw last week where Ricky felt threatened by Cage and Team Taz or whatever, and he wanted his own security team. So he was, and now all of a sudden everybody's working with Ricky. It seems like Cage, when so. it seems like when Brian Cage and Ricky Starks weren't involved with Team Taz for that small period, Taz has sat down with um, Will Hobbs and Hook, and like said, "Look, this is what we're going to do. It's between uh. you two. Don't get anybody else involved." So they were the it, only ones it, clued into the. It looks like yeah. like a double swerve. Yeah, I'll, it's it, it it raises a lot of questions. Um, the details. But that's what's so great. It's not just cut and dry. Like, no. okay, good guy, bad guy. This is you got to kind of. It's not. It's like they don't want this bit to finish yet. It's like they've got oh, something else going on, and this has been leading up for how many months to this point. Where do they take it next? It's like really exciting. I know, and it's still not stale. I mean, how many storylines could could keep going like that and not feel stale yet? But it doesn't. They haven't overplayed it. And this is what kept it interesting. And this is what I think is vital about the faction thing in AEW. I get that there is a lot, a hundred percent, but it works because when Ricky was off, not being able to be in ring. He's still been able to be part of his storyline because exactly. he's in a faction, so he can still play parts in it. Mm. And it means that it's not it's not been forgotten about. It's not, you know, had to go away. It's but it's not been shoved in your face either. It's done it in a certain way that it just it's bubbled along nicely. It's on a nice yeah. simmer before we get to and the bubbly boy bit. Yeah, and, and details like that are things that when people – and I'm not saying people can't complain about too many factions. Everybody has their own opinions. But mm. the people that complain about too many factions, they will overlook details like you just said because if mm. without the factions, the storyline probably doesn't keep continuing and we just no. got to scrap it and go on to something else and then mm. may never come back to it because if he's out that long, then you, you yeah. may get forgotten. Um mm-hmm. But with it, yeah, with the factions, you're able to keep that stuff going and keep it – um, not just put it on the back burner completely. You keep yeah. it out out front because the faction can keep it can keep it relevant. So, yeah, um, because the yeah, last time point. he starts wrestled was when he got injured by in the match uh, by the, um, Hangman. Hangman. Yeah, so that's a long time ago. In like mm-hmm. storyline ways, if you will, but he's yeah. still been able to keep the little feud going because he's been interfering in Brian Cage's matches and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not like we've seen <clears throat> him all the time, every time. Yeah, it's so, not overdone. I don't know. It's. I think it's the right balance when they do it like that. Don't get me wrong. If they do it over the top, I'll call them out for it. 
But at the moment, they seem to have got the balance right with how much they're using the faction thing to the advantage of the company storyline and the wrestlers. So, so far, I'm still good with this. And I'm sure you're good with the next uh, segment. (laughs) (laughs) Cody Cody Rhodes. uh, Cody Rhodes was fired up. He he came out of the back. And I love segments like this, by the way. Uh, They don't do them too often. I, I rolled built, my eyes at this bit. When, oh, here we go. Yeah. When he came out, <laughs> yeah. But here's but they they do it every now and then, and it, it, it feels like it feels like it's off script or something. Where it's yeah. like, okay, we're interrupting the show real quick. They don't overdo it, but no. you're right. Usually when they do it, it is Cody. Um, yeah. But but it, but he but he he seems. Uh, self-aware of it because he actually mentioned like yeah okay i'm probably i'll probably be using my power here you know so it's not like a hey yeah you know. and that, that's why i i will like you know in kind of like sarcasm like, oh here we go again but it's not <laughs> it's not actually like i'm not hating it. if that makes any I sense it's yeah kind of it's more just, like oh it's cold oh it's, it's still the character like, thing yeah it's the it's always the yeah. character thing with cody like the guy is yeah. great but the character thing with cody I just, yeah. in my real yeah. life, I can't deal with people like that anyway. And the character of Cody is just, <laughs> no one is that good and perfect all the time. And I'm just like, mm. if, <laughs> if, if you've never lift, listened to the show before, just be aware that Sarah definitely has a love-hate relationship with Cody. Yeah. Uh, I that's love his for stuff, sure. And I, I love everything, you know, that he does with the company and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. when we get to Cody segment, sometimes, sometimes then it's like, <laughs> but you're just so squeaky will... clean. <laughs> and and it's what makes this this matchup. Yeah, exactly, so and that's why it's perfect. Perfect, perfect. Yeah. He, but he stormed out of the back, upset from what happened last week with with Malachi Black and himself and uh, Arn Anderson. He came yeah. out and grabbed the headset at the announce desk, and uh, just he. Told Malachi Black, you, you could have just called me. Hey, give me a call. Ring me up. I can make things happen, you know, because he is an EVP. <laughs> he said, don't just kick a 60-year-old man. Give me a call. But he, he yeah. said this wasn't enough with the, with the headset, so he got a mic, came to the ring. He said he wants Black to answer the call. Come to the ring and face me. Malachi Black appeared on the big screen and begins telling Cody a story about a man and a horse. Uh this man has this horse. It was his prized horse, and the horse was past its prime. So took it out to the field, fed it his favorite treat, and then he looked at Cody and said, "And and here we are." <laughs> so I'm not. Sh- I guess Cody's supposed to be the horse in this, or was that Arn? I'm not sure. Somebody was the horse that's going to be put down by by Malachi Black it's, in this situation, which I, I I love this. So it was Arn. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah, Arn. That does oh, make sense. Awesome. I was thinking. Oh, good point. Let me rewind all that because I don't want to talk <laughs> a complete idiot. I missed that. Scared. We can leave this. In. I really. Did you seriously not realize that? I didn't because, put the Arn Anderson, the Horseman then, together. Then who did the interview after? Tully Blanchard. Huh? Oh, he was the next segment. Holy <laughs> crap, dude! I love this. I love this. I didn't pick up on it. I did not pick up on it. I mean, if that's Gosh. what they're going for, 100%, I got it. If not, and I just completely made that up in my head, I'm good. <laughs> wow, that's great. I just, 
Man, you know, I think I got eagle eyes on this I know stuff. exactly <laughs> what you thought I got me before. Yeah. Wow. This is great. So, <laughs> Cody <laughs> told me i got to get back on track now. My mind is <sighs> blown. So, Cody wants Malachi Black in the ring. He said he wants him out here right now. And this was my favorite line of the night. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of cool stuff that was said. Yeah. But when Malachi Black said, I was hoping you'd say that. Oh, man. Goosebumps oh, when he said it. Because oh, oh. the lights turned off. I'm, I'm telling you, hairs raised my back of my neck. Oh. I was like, oh, it was so perfect. So the lights go out and the crowd erupted as soon as the lights oh, went out. I mean, because you know what's going to happen. Yeah. So they, they come back on. Malachi Black is standing in the ring. Cody slowly turns his head around and you got. Cody in all white, Malachi Black dressed oh, in all black. Beautiful and they just everywhere. Cody goes for him and they just start, you know, wailing at each other. Oh, and then gosh. security comes out and all the refs or whatever and try to pull them apart. So you got this classic pull apart where you got both one guy at one side of the ring, one guy at the other, and they're both trying to we're well, Cody's trying to get loose. Well, Malachi Black was just smiling like oh, yeah. um, he was a little more calm. Like this is this is exactly what Malachi Black wanted. Was mm-hmm. to get him riled up and get him physical, and this is this is where we are. So, and the crowd was ballistic for this. I mean, this this is these are the situations that are made for a live crowd because yes. this would have played totally different in an empty arena. Obviously, mm-hmm. I mean that goes yeah. without saying, but oh, just oh. chef's kiss, perfect. Mwah. The segment was beautiful, absolutely okay. stunning. Like seriously, like. From when Cody came out all angry, and I was like, mm, here we go. <laughs> to the point where it was like, um, we saw Malachi, on, Malachi Black on the screen. I was like, he's in a room again. Like, oh, can I not get out of these rooms? No matter where this guy is, he gets in a room and he can't get out. So I was Smoky watching room. this going, all Smoky right. Room. I love what you're saying. I get, I get the, I'm hoping I'm getting the metaphors and the, you know, what you're including. Yeah, that's great. And, I didn't think about it. Good. And then I was, and then I was like, get out of the room, get out of the room, please get out of the room. And then when God, it was like, uh, come out. And he was like, well, I was hoping you'd say that. And he got out of the room and was like, he got out of the room. I was so happy. <laughs> and that visual, called it all in white with his beautiful blonde bleached hair. Malachi Black and all black with his gingery beard and his straggly ginger hair. I was just like, this is, I literally out loud to nobody in my house apart from the dog, which he really doesn't care. I went, <laughs> it's the angel versus the fallen angel. And I was just yeah. like, oh, this is so good. This, this is where visuals really come in. Mm-hmm. I was just like, this is. Who, who, whoever's like yeah. been involved in this entire thing, I want to give them mm. like a standing ovation because I was just yes. like popping someone, just like, oh my God. And then for one split second, I thought, this must be how the world sees me and my best friend. I'm all in black and she's all like, you know, lovely and angelic. And I was just like, anyway, back to AEW. Um, <laughs> this was brilliant. Oh my goodness. Yes. And that little snarky smile. Mm. I'm it's, so excited. And I, and I know I mentioned it to you and you weren't as aware because you, you yeah. haven't watched it or read it. But if anybody out there has ever uh, read Stephen King's The Stand or watched the original miniseries or the new one, I haven't seen the new one. But I get 
like the way Malachi Black is handling himself, I get Randall Flag, and Randall Flag is the villain in the the stand. And it's a classic story of good versus evil. And Randall Flagg is a very manipulative uh, representation of evil in the movie. He's the big villain and in the book, whatever. Um, but yeah, it, he, he gives off those vibes. That's what I get. And I would love to see that type of character. You know, we talked mm. about that before. And I totally think that could work in that visual of the black suit versus the white suit in this thing. Even the cover of the book has a character all in black versus a character all in white on the cover of the original novel. Yeah. So I just love that. I get this to stand by, which is great because it's that representation of light versus dark. And that's mm. what that was too. So anyways, love it. So it, as a Stephen King fan, that gets me even more excited too. So I don't want to go on too big of a tangent, but I just had to point that out. It's yeah. It's, it was it really, really good. And, you know, I just can't wait to see what happens. Like when we get to match with these two, what is the crowd going to do? Mm. Because, if, if it's anything close to how they reacted tonight, man. Yeah. Ooh. I'm interested to see how this is like, because like we've said so many times, AW doesn't like tell you which way you should go. That was clearly evident tonight. Yeah. But I'm just curious because obviously we know Malachi Black is more on the heel side of things. Cody is obviously the angel from Angels. Mm. And, you know... <laughs> has a little halo over his head. So I'm just what? wondering like how the crowd will like yeah. react to this. It's good that you pointed that out because even Malachi Black in his uh, promo said, did you, did you hear the crowd when I kicked you? I mm. kicked you an arm. They were cheering for me. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's what I'm, you know, and that's a good point because it, it, I know, you know, people just looking at this from a, from a distance may look at that and go, well, yeah, I can tell who the good guy and bad guy is there. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean that's how people are going to view it. You know, mm-hmm. again, cheer. And I know who you would be cheering for, you know, I already said and, that. But, that doesn't, but that <laughs> doesn't, yeah, <laughs> but that doesn't mean like that, that, it, that even half of the people wouldn't be cheering for Malachi Black as well. I mean, mm-hmm. he's going to get those reactions, you know, so it, it could be a 50, 50 split where you, you hear those, uh, Chance for either one throughout the yeah. match, you know, where it's it's the dueling chance. Going, I always love that. You, you got half the crowd uh, cheering. Yeah, for one I know, so good. You can hear that I in mean, this. Yeah, I mean, if there's goths, metalheads, and emos in that crowd, that section's gonna be Malachi Black. They're all for Cody, right? Oh, nah, oh, yeah, nah, sorry, nah, nah, they're they're all, yeah, sorry, all sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. Yeah. So. Um, so then, what happens? Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Next, what you had pointed out earlier, which I, again, totally oblivious to, uh, Alex Marvez was trying to talk to Tully Blanchard in the back. And they're walking along, and Marvez is asking Tully about their uh, about the Pinnacles attack on Conan as they walked, and they walked up on Santana Ortiz. Santana Ortiz grabbed Tully, and it looked like they're going to like crack his head with a like a crowbar, mm-hmm. uh, but they stopped, laughed at him, and said, we respect our elders. So they walked away, leaving, leaving Tully there on the ground. I think it was Santana said, get your boys. And Tully got up and said that he'll do just that. He'll get his boys. You just wait. So obviously we're setting up. We're ramping this up for Proud and Powerful versus FTR with this. Yeah. Oh, I just I just love the stuff with Santana Ortiz because yeah. they're just like – they're just like two kids hanging by the stage, just like be on anyway. Just chilling. Yeah. I just 
I want to be in so many groups in AEW. I just want to like, I just be jumping from one to another. I want to be of everybody. You know so to good. be your best friend. Yeah, I do. Uh, I do. You want to be involved with anything Moxie's involved with. I want to go shopping with Ricky. Eddie. You want to, you know, hang out watching movies go- with Eddie Kingston. Yeah, I also want to go shopping with Malachi Black, if I'm honest. I want, his, I want some of his stuff. He's got some good stuff. Um, you want to manage Jade. Yes. Oh, God, yes. I'd be absolutely petrified, but yes. Um, yeah, I just love, I love this bit. It was so good. Uh, yeah, I'm so ready to for this Problem Powerful versus FTR match that's eventually going to happen. Um I'm just curious. I'm curious if they're going to, you know, if they're, this is going to be put off until all out or if we're going to get it before that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, without getting too far ahead, it looks like the Young Bucks could have another matchup coming. <laughs> um, maybe, possibly. Maybe. maybe it all out, especially if we're going to save this, the problem powerful versus Young Bucks match until New York. Um, mm-hmm. They may not be facing it all out. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll see. We're getting way ahead of ourselves. Way ahead. Yep. Not too far ahead, because the next segment <laughs> does deal with some of those people. Oh, my God. Mm, Hold gosh, this, this right up to my veins. Um, Tony Schiavone was in the ring interviewing Adam Page. Hangman Adam Page, everybody's favorite anxious millennial cowboy. Page talked about from day one how he wanted to be champ, but, but he failed. He failed at his chance to be champion. But the Dark Order was right that he still needs that championship. He still needs to be champ. And so he said he is here to challenge for the AEW championship. But before he could fully get that out, he's interrupted by Don Callis and the Elite. They think that Paige is not that guy. He's not that guy. That's what your (laughs) friends think. think. That's what they think. But Matt even comes to the ring to remind him that he's the one that left the elite for a bunch of, of losers and that all he's going to be is the next great wrestling tragedy. That was know. a bit of a D- low blow. Digging a little deep there. They didn't go too far with it, but it's ee. So ee. Um, Matt Bates him. Matt Bates hangman into attack and, and Paige clocks him. He obliges. He clocks him, knocks him down. <laughs> but this allows Kenny to sneak into the ring behind him uh, with the uh, with the AEW title belt ready to attack, but before he can, the Dark Order, the Cavalry arrives, and they cut off Kenny. Kenny bails out, joining the Elite out on the ramp. Hangman says he wants a match, and uh, Kenny says that he can have one, but it's going to be a five on five elimination match: the Elite versus Page and the Dark Order. That way, Page can earn his shot. Hangman says, if we win, the Dark Order gets a tag title shot. Kenny agrees, but says, if the Elite wins, Hangman forfeits his shot and walks away. Then Kenny basically hammered home the fact that he thinks that Hangman doesn't have the confidence, which is what we've talked about on numerous times. That's the story here is that Hangman doesn't believe he can actually win. And that's what that's what. Kenny was kind of thrown in his face that yeah. he doesn't believe he believes in himself. Um, Hangman responded by saying the Dark Order does not back down from a fight and you're on. I love that line. The Dark Order doesn't back down from a fight. Like he was like officially yeah. part of the Dark Order. But anyways, what do you think about this? This was just masterful. I can't yes. 
put into words. There aren't enough words, descriptive words, to say no how good words. this was. Um, mm-hmm. When Hangman walked down, <clears throat> his little thing, you know where it comes up with the name? Yeah. His little thing there. at the top said, feeling weird. <laughs> I hate it when I miss those. So what my response was, so am I. <laughs> I know how you're feeling. <laughs> I get that. Weird. Um, yeah, uh. so this was really good. Like, obviously, like, obviously, the elite turned up. And it, it was like... Yeah. It, uh, Kenny, to begin with, was like, so it's like a petulant child, which no. I just kept clocking every now and again. It's just like, he's such an A-hat. Like, oh, dear me, Kenny Omega. Are you talking to your TV again? I was literally talking to my TV. Of course I was. No one else talks to me. And um, <laughs> so, and then obviously, like, they then start saying stuff. And then I was like, I'm, I'm going to go in. I'm going to go in. Like, yeah, you go in, you go in. And like, I then got up close to him and was like, oh, it smells like you've been here in the bottle again. I was just like, um, whoa. Like, and then obviously they said the line of like, you know, a wrestling tragedy. And I was just like, my goodness. Like, I know this is like, you know, wrestling, but calm down. Yeah. the guy a chance. Um, <laughs> brutal. Brutal. And then obviously Dark Order come and rescue their buddy. And yeah, when he said um, the Dark Order don't back down from a fight, I was like, are you are you the Dark Order? You're saying you, you're part of the have, Dark Order? Have, have, you, have you officially decided? Because there's never been anything official. It's just been no. assumed, kind of. Hang yeah. on, it looks like he's part of the Dark Order, but just not broadcasting Possibly. it to the world. I'll I tell you, I listened to a lot of the you know, the the wrestling media stuff I've listened to recently, it seems to think a lot of them seem to think that Hangman should distance himself from the Dark Order since he's now officially in the world title picture. Why? Because they keep they keep well, I just keep hearing talk that they they look at the Dark Order like as a lesser group, but they don't realize. I mean, I. I I guess a lot of people, and there might be a lot of fans that look at it the same way, not just the, some of the experts I've heard, experts in quotations, that they still look at Dark Order the same way they did at the end of like 2019. Before it became what it is now, I think in their minds, they still they still see Dark Order as not an act that's over. Yeah, but that's not They true are because so over. It, like, I don't so see over. how... Yeah, listen to the crowd, man. I'm telling you. Listen to the they're crowd. They're not the old Dark Order. Yeah. And go back onto the um, BT bits that they were on. All the comments are Dark Order's the best bit. Best yeah. bits of the Dark Order. It's, we want more Dark Order. Mm-hmm. They're over with... It. Look, you can't the please AEW everybody... Crowd. Yeah. You can't please everybody all the time. No, no, but at the no, end no. of the day, the reaction that they get when they came out for Amanda Page or when they've done anything, even on their own, they are over. Yep. It, whatever happened then is is done with. Yeah. And I can tell you, there was a time when I thought the same thing. Because when he first started kind of hanging out with the Dark Order, I'm like, oh, this is just going to be. But when he when he gets going into the title picture, there, there's going to be some type of separation. Something's going to happen. But I get it totally now. Like, I'm, like, I see how over the Dark Order is. I'm like, no, no, no. This is actually. I like them having his back. I like him being a yeah. part of that group. Does it? 
visually does it make sense when you're just looking at it? You're like, wait a minute, hangman doing cowboy sh and you got these, you know, guys in masks that looks, you know, looks like a circus behind him, and then you mm. got this cowboy. It doesn't visually doesn't make sense if you're if you haven't been following along. If you've been following along like we have, it makes sense now. It totally the does. Is, and the Dark Order is over, over completely. The thing is, though, way is not all friends in a group have to, yeah. like, you know, be the exactly. same, like the yep. same things. Yep. Like, my two best friends are nothing like me in how they dress, music, mm -hmm. taste, or anything. Yeah. You can be different. And mm -hmm. I think it's, like, a very good, you know point mm -hmm. to put out so obviously like a younger generation yeah. if you want to get down to that is you don't have to be a certain way to have friends if you be yeah. yourself whoever's your friend it should is. like you for who you are not for if you're into the same things or not you trust can me. be a cowboy and hang out with dudes in masks it is totally cool trust me my two best friends have zero idea about wrestling do i still talk about it yeah do they care no no, <laughs> no. but yeah it's and I, th I yeah, but I, I just think as fans, wrestling fans in general, you, you as a whole are like somewhat conditioned to see like you know, you know, everybody in the group needs to wear like the same type of clothes, and no, you have like you have the pinnacle I mean, in, in their suits, and you have yeah. you know you have the inner circle with their jackets on. Yeah, and you look at you look at Hangman in that group, and it's it's like a hodgepodge when you really, but that's what makes it cool. Is that. Mm. That's what makes them stand out to me from yeah. from the other ones. It's more. I mean, it's great different. when it's great when. See, I've never really been a fan of everybody dressing the same. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't see how that. I know yeah. it's wrestling, but how it kind of translates back to the world outside of wrestling. So yeah. I get it for tag team stuff, and mm -hmm. like the pinnacle. But they've all got their yeah. individual stuff within what they're wearing that's similar. Exactly. Yeah, so, it's not matching. It's the same. Yeah. And yeah. Hangman's a cowboy. Eva Luna wears a mask and a suit. <laughs> yeah. You know, yep. it's, yep. it's one of them. You, I think it's <clears> just something that AEW is doing completely different. And for the mm -hmm. people that know about it and understand it, it works 100%. Yeah, it does. If you don't it get is. it, you don't get it. That's... That's it, but they, yeah. they won't change it because a certain percentage of people won't get it. As long as the overall majority do, then it <clears> works. Yeah. So hmm. Um, so we, we assume Paige and the Dark Order are gonna win this match, correct? Got to. Got to. Yeah, unless there's a big swerve coming up. But I mean, if if they lose this match, then Hangman doesn't get his shot. So I don't know. I mean, I still think even if Hangman gets his, even if they get this win and Hangman gets a shot, I still think Kenny Omega is going to do something where he can uh -huh. wriggle out of it. I still don't <clears throat> trust him as far as I could throw him. It would, and and even though I, th I think we we realize that Hangman and the Dark Order are, are going to win this match, are they pretty sure they are? It would still be interesting it being an elimination match to see who ends who, you know, who mm. who eliminates who, because that's going to be a big, a, it's going to be tough to book, I would think. I mean, somebody's yeah. got to pin Kenny Omega, but you, I don't know. You know, what if somebody else wins it for Dark Order and 
Adam Page and it's not Adam Page that wins it for him, does that then affect Page's confidence? I don't You know, there's a lot of a lot of different ways you could have yeah. that match. That match could have ripple effects as far as the story goes. Exactly. But, this has got to be booked so carefully. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to book it. I I have zero idea <laughs> how. Yeah. This is gonna work. Yeah. Be this will this will be be a fun one. They didn't announce when the match will happen yet, correct? No, exactly. Okay, I didn't hear the match date or anything, so I'll be interested to see when that when that one happens. Maybe at a uh, fight for the fallen. That's coming up in a couple Maybe. weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe too quick. I don't know. We'll see. Um, next, we had Alex Marvez. Marvez is busy tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, he was with Chris Jericho uh, backstage and uh, in in a room somewhere backstage. Jericho says that uh, he will take on Superman, the Black Panther, Muhammad Ali. He'll go through fire, walk across glass, whatever it takes to get to MJF. But he was interrupted by a chair to the throat as MJF and Sean Spears stormed in, letting Jericho know that his first labor will be a match with Sean Spears. The stipulation (laughs) will be that chairs can be used, but only by the chairman. Sean Spears. Then they gave him a chair shot to the arm before leaving as a goodbye gift. What did you think of this segment? Um, yeah, I see. I listened to What Culture Review last week and Mm -hmm. I got really hooked on the idea. I can't remember who said it, but someone said it were MGF uses some of the inner circle in Chris's labors. Ooh, yeah. So when wow, they came yeah, to John be... Spears, I was like, oh. yeah, that's just kind of straightforward, huh? <laughs> yeah, I was really like, oh. Not, ve- not real creative. Yeah, um, and then I was like, I was like, one. Yeah. Um, and I get to see Psycho Sean Spears with a chair in the ring, so yay for me. Um, <laughs> so yeah. I'm, I can't wait for that. And surely Sammy has got to be around somewhere with yeah. this. I am sorry. Has to be. If he's not, then I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> um, that, that would that would be a nice finish. They say Jericho couldn't use a chair, but if the ref is distracted and Sammy uses yeah. a chair <laughs> yeah. to take Spears out, there you go. Yeah. Um. So I just I now kind of am like I kind of want to know what everything else is. I know they're holding off on <clears> it, and I'm happy they yeah. are, but at the same time, I'm not. I just want to know because I just want to. I don't know who it's going to be. You want a schedule. You want a you want a a labor schedule, right? You want four labors. My husband will tell you I live by schedules. Like (laughs) I have to have a plan, otherwise I feel absolute internal chaos. So the the fact that there isn't a plan is freaking me out. That is that's great because I don't live by a plan at all. We go on vacations, and my wife uh, and her family are like, "This is our itinerary. This, this, this." I'm like, "What the what itinerary?" It's like, "No, I'm just gonna wake up and do whatever." That's what I'm doing on vacation. Like, this is I, I, whatever. I have, so. a, I have a checklist before we leave the house. <laughs> um, <laughs> we have to check everything uh, before we uh, go anywhere. Then I've got to make sure. I do a checklist for the dog because the dog has to go on holiday uh-huh. to a friend of ours, so he has to have a checklist. It's a dog nightmare. Um, so uh, I know, I know, AW has the plan, but if they can share yeah. it with me, 
that would make my anxiety yeah. less. Look, y'all have to share it with everybody. Just, just from now on, just send Sarah a copy of, of the schedule and how things are going to go. Okay, I won't. She won't tell anybody. Tell anybody. She won't tell, except for me. No, I won't me. even tell you. If I get the schedule, pretty please, pretty please, pretty please. I, it would just make my anxiety. So I'd be like, okay, I know. I don't want the results. I just, I just want to know you. what the plan is. I'll root for Moxley next time. Yeah. Okay then. Right. You had you had your chance to root for him. You had it. <laughs> All right. Next, we had a match that was years oh. in the making. Matt Hardy versus Christian Cage, and Christian got the win with the kill switch. Mm. Uh, he put he put Matt Hardy down, but this match uh, exceeded my expectations. Uh, now, I don't know your opinion on it, but it was much better. I was much more entertained with this match than I thought it would. I thought they did a great job. But uh, what, what are your thoughts on it? I was really hyped for this because mm-hmm. if you've listened to like our very, very first episode, you'll know like yeah. these are the two yeah. main people that I kind of got me into the wrestling thing, um, tag mm-hmm. team and everything. Um, and then when I was watching it, my dog jumped up at the window, which he's not done in a few years because he's going, he's like slightly blind now and he's like obviously older. So I was like, oh my God, yeah. he's just jumped up at the window. So that distracted me for a minute. So I take pictures and like send them to the husband. And, um, <laughs> and then I was looking back and my brain just went, oh my God, it's Matt Hardy and Christian. They're old. <laughs> Why am, I, why am I watching this now in 2021? I literally not that old. The, the match was good. I just a bit of me kind of slightly like broke because it's just like yeah. I wish I wish this where, could where have been a while ago. You know, where yeah. like it wasn't so like I don't know, <laughs> trudgy. Um yeah. it was good. I That's- just what I wanted, I just won't ever get because it's not 2001. No. <laughs> no. You can't expect no. a prime like Matt Hardy versus But that's, that's what 13-year-old yes. me wanted. And that's my fault. But I enjoyed it. I just but, kind of wish 13-year-old me would have not got me so hyped for it. See, like we talked about how to, where to put your expectations. My expectations yeah. were were a lot lower than yours, I think, yeah. on this match. Now, that's why I was much more pleased with it. Yeah, exactly. I, was, I, did, I didn't go into this hyped up at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I thought they, they they overshot my expectations. They undershot your ex- expectations, but yours were, you expected them to, uh, you know, come out with ladders and yeah. a belt hanging mine, above the mine ring. Was, mine was 20 years ago, mate, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah ain't nobody doing that again. Not, not between them two. I also, uh, but, I also was like, okay. where's, my, where's the Hardy Boys music? And like, I was just, I don't know. I just kind of, like, yeah. 13 old me just really, like, screwed me over for this. Yeah. And I'm not her friend right now. Yeah. We, we forgive her. We'll forgive 13 year old me. Yeah. Just this one. Just this one uh, time. But at, after the match, though, the uh, Hardy family office came out uh, for the attack. But Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, they made the save. Now, Luchasaurus lifted Christian onto his shoulders. This was interesting because Jungle Boy's face Mm -hmm. was like, what? You're picking up Christian? You're 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was I, like I, I, it was I, like Luke Source got a new kid. So yeah. Um I think it's this has gotta be. I know you've been you're you're just waiting on that Christian mm. turn. Yeah. Um of course this looked more like Jungle Boy was the one that was a little irritated, maybe. No, I don't I, know. Maybe I we're think, reading too much into it. I think um, Christian Cage is gonna get between them two. And that's going to be we're gonna, his we're, turn. We're gonna get Christian versus Jungle Boy, right? Yeah. Now that I can I can get excited for that. Mm-hmm. I, I think a, a heel Christian would yeah would make him a lot less vanilla. Yeah. Because um, there's nothing like that really gets you. It gets me fiery for Christian right now, mm-hmm. which is which is crazy because I was I was excited to see him come in AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think yeah, I think an little edge being added to him. Not edge. Well, I didn't mean edge. Not edge added. With <laughs> oh my Christian. god, edge coming! And, <laughs> yeah, I didn't say edge is coming. <laughs> calm down, everybody. Calm down. Calm down. Oh, he's uh, just the and I'm running back. <laughs> Christian just needs an edge, not edge. So, I know what you're saying. <laughs> uh, before you get yourself all twisted with this, I get it. Everyone else is going. What did you say? Yeah. What did you say? It's coming <laughs> all over the Twitter. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that, and I don't know if you saw the, um, if you've seen the AEW exclusive with. Private Party and Matt Hardy afterwards behind yes, backstage. He, he, <laughs> he blamed it on having to stay up with his newly uh, his newborn daughter, right? Yeah, I love how he was yeah. like, <laughs> and that's why I lost. That's why I lost. And you can just see Private Party going, that's why, obviously. I was just like, I was literally belly laughing at that. And I think I just was like great. going, I've not got kids myself, but this yeah Matt Hardy is awesome man yeah oh it that just made me laugh so much oh such really? a good heel such a good heel was so likable too though 100% yeah all right we're gonna hear from God's favorite champion Miro I love this I love Loved it this. so much it was uh it, it was story time with Miro uh, we're getting we're getting a lot of stories. We got a story from Malachi Black, and now Mira wants to tell a story. I feel like I meant to sit hey, down with some milk. <laughs> yeah, tell me a story, Mira. Tell me a story. Tell me a story. Okay, so he told us a story about a hero who forgot who he was. I wonder who he's talking about. Mm-hmm. And a voice from above told that man to forgive himself and remember who he was. Filled with power, this man destroyed everyone in his path but he forgave every one of them. He is God's favorite champion, the Redeemer. And apparently God's favorite champion now has a new looking TNT title belt too. Did you notice that? belt was uh-huh. amazing. This is, I'm, if they are going to go with a different strap and a different design for everybody that holds it, I'm 100% here for that. <laughs> You're going to run out of colors eventually, right? No, but you can have different <laughs> designs on the thing. I know, yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm but it, I loved it. That, it good. That's smart because it could mean that the belt that someone drops, they get to keep, possibly. Maybe I don't know. But no, I loved it. I like the the white. <laughs> um, white, a little little green uh, detail um, on it. That's gonna get dirty, um, because it's pure white. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. I love I love this. I was like, thanks for my hot wife who can do the splits. 
Hot, flexible wash. Here we go. Yep. Brilliant. Yep. Very good. Um, so next we had Tony Schiavone with Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, in the ring. And to me, this we kind of talked about how Britt's run so far hadn't been what we kind of thought it would be. Mm-hmm. But these last two weeks, these promos are starting to hit. Yeah. Um, I like this. Uh, Britt says, don't be worried about her after Nala's attack. Worry about Nala keeping herself relevant. <laughs> Nala's at the top of the food chain, but Britt's off the menu. And the only thing keeping Vicky relevant was Vicky's last name. I mean, these were blows, man. <laughs> oh, man. Urn. Uh, the belt isn't going anywhere, but even without it, Britt is still Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. And that crowd reaction with the DMD, good lord. Vicky and Nala were not happy backstage. Nala says that she's handing Baker a butt whooping next week because that's the nature of the beast. But before you, I know you're going to talk about this, but just one question. Am, am I wrong to think that Britt Baker is an absolute babyface now? I mean, just she that crowd reaction, you're not going to change that. I don't know what you're going to do to change that because they're just going nuts for her. I I, I mean, think I think she's a tweener. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think depending who you put her against. Yeah. And the promos that she's cut in aren't heel and aren't face anymore. The last week's was. <sighs> Mm-hmm. This one was a bit of both. I don't think we can definitively call her anything. She's kind of that. I grew up watching like guys like Rowdy Roddy Popper, mm-hmm. and Popper was that heel, but he was like a cool heel. Still get cheered doing some heelish things because mm-hmm. of what he said was just so cool. You know, yeah, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know that kind of stuff. That's where she she's almost like a feels like a female Roddy Popper sort of you know. Just the way mm-hmm. she's acting and the way the crowd is reacting to it. From, that from and like along the low lines with like Stone Cold as well. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Because yeah, he, mean, he wasn't exactly cutting baby face promos. No. So. <laughs> yeah, he was just being Stone Cold and people liked it. You know, yeah. he didn't, it wasn't like he was trying to pander to the fans or anything. Mm-hmm. And that's the way, yeah, she's going to be. It could go, just depends on who she's facing. That's a good yeah. point. It'd be really um, interesting when she's up against... A pure, pure baby face. Yeah. Because um, I think it will split the mm-hmm. crowd. I don't think you'll get one or the other. I, I was thinking in my mind, I'm like, okay, just as a challenge, like, who do you put her against it, to to try to get the fans to boo her? Which I don't necessarily want like, AEW to, 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 like, try. Let's try to control the fan yeah. reaction. Not that kind of thing. But just as a challenge, if I'm trying to book, like, who am I putting her against? Like, that I'm going to let her beat down to get. Some hill heat. If you wanted mm. to try to do that, Yuka Sakazaki. Yeah, <laughs> she's so cute and she's mm. so awesome. And the fans were, and we haven't gotten to her match yet. The fans were so behind her mm-hmm. uh, tonight too. <laughs> like, have Brit attack somebody like that? Eh. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's that's the kind of thing you got to do. I don't know, but it would be a challenge because the fans are so behind her, and they'll be headed to Pittsburgh before long. Yeah. And- you know, I just I don't I don't see the Pittsburgh crowd uh, booing her at all either. No. no, we'll see, we'll see. Either way, she's getting uh, red hot again. Yeah, a hundred percent. Has that feeling? Yep. And 
I'm kind of – we got uh, Nala versus Britt uh, next week uh, for the women's title. I'm kind of semi-excited for that match now. The matches should be it should be great. It should be good between them two. But the yeah, program just, hasn't been all that. Yeah, like, I think that's the problem. Story. I, I've not got any expectations for it because I just I just don't see why this is <clears throat> yeah. happening. Um, yeah. I still don't yeah. get it. Um, I just – I want Brit now to actually – Start doing champion stuff, yeah, um, and not have a championship match against somebody that had the championship and isn't she isn't going to lose it to. Yeah, she she's she definitely needs, not dropping it. She needs a proper feud. That women's division needs a feud. Yeah, you know, instead of one-off matches. To, mm-hmm. I'm interested to see who they may line up for. Yep. But we'll see. Well, uh, hopefully that match next week is a uh, is a banger, and we'll be uh, praising it after the show. Mm-hmm. Um, next, we had your boy Moxley backstage. Uh, he was talking about the Lance Archer challenge. Mox says that uh, he survived Archer in Tokyo and survived Archer in Jacksonville, but apparently he wants to end Mox's career. But there's only one boogeyman, and that is John Moxley. Next week, he says, Archer will not only be Texas born and bred, but he'll also be Texas dead. Yep. I love that line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's been doing nice. nursery rhymes. That's why. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that. That's what it is. He's been working on his nursery rhymes with baby duty. Very good. Oh, bless him. All I right. can't wait. So, I yeah. cannot wait. I can't. I can't. I, I'm scared. Um, I, I won't lie, um, but yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next, we had an interesting matchup with Wheeler Utah making his debut on Dynamite. Now he's already debuted with AEW on Dark and Dark Elevation, um, and he's been teaming with the best friends on those shows. Uh, they also accompanied him to the ring. Um, but he's making his debut on Dynamite against Sammy Guevara. And Sammy got the win by hitting um, hit a double springboard cutter, which was awesome, and followed that up with a GTS for the win. Mm-hmm. It was a fairly short match, but Utah looked really, really good. And I watched yeah. uh, one of his matches already before this, and I was impressed then. And he was impressive here. So, um, But Sammy, obviously, <laughs> Sammy looked amazing. Uh, in yeah. this uh, this match also, but both guys, it was a good showcase for both of them. Yeah, hundred percent. It was a good little short match, um, and Sammy obviously got you know the welcome that he deserves. Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't even mention the crowd reaction. Good night. Jeez, yeah. that it, crowd was hot last night. Was his the biggest of the night? Like it may have been. It was close. Um, I don't know. I mean, the crowd he... reaction for Hangman was big. For Darby's uh, as well. And Darby too, but then the reaction from Malachi when and the lights Mox. went out was big. <laughs> and from yeah, this it, it's hard to pick. Uh, and even for Ricky Starks for that win. Yeah. I mean, there's the crowd was just was great all night. It so really it, it was really hard to rank who mm-hmm. got the biggest spot. But Sammy's is in the conversation, obviously. They were hundred percent red hot for Sammy. Um and it was great to hear him getting that reaction too. Mm-hmm. Um, um then we had a, a little segment with Tony Schiavone and QT Marshall with the factory. And plain and simple, QT didn't really like 
talking about losing to Cody. So he poured coffee into his head. And that was about it. I mean, okay. All right. <laughs> Moving on. No idea. Poor Tony for having coffee poured on him, man. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I hope it was cold. So, yeah, yeah. Hopefully it was. He didn't. He wasn't screaming, so we'll assume <laughs> it was cold. But it was old coffee. Oh. Um, next, we had Penelope Ford versus Yuka Sakazaki, and Yuka got the win with the magical girl splash off of the ropes for the one, two, three. <laughs> the thing is with Yuka is like she's really fun to watch but like what does she like eat before she goes out because I've never <laughs> seen anybody like go that fast for that long like she's got so much she, energy like that I'm exhausted when I wake up <laughs> she eats sugar <laughs> followed by Red Bull sugar followed how, by Red Bull how can anybody like go that fast like I've not had energy for so many years. I just can't remember what it feels like to be like that. <laughs> just want a little bit of that. Just a tiny bit. A I tiny just bit. want a bit of a boost. I don't want to wake up feeling like I should go back to sleep. Um, but yeah, this is this is great. But it's just just the high energy. I was I got tired watching it. I was just like. I feel really sleepy because this is just so much going on on my TV screen right now. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm glad yeah. she's back because she's brilliant and yeah, a very interesting matchup with Penelope Ford. And I'm really surprised that with Penelope in the ring, that um, no Miro. Yeah, they that, that they teased that. Like that feels like that happened, and then and then it it doesn't. They know. change their minds. Yeah. yeah. They teased it, but yeah. and they could, you know, they could come back to it. Um, but you're right. I, I expected when 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 he came out and kind of got involved there that uh, a few weeks back that we were going to see something. You know, this is going to mm-hmm. be part of the Miro story or mm-hmm. part of Penelope's story and Kip's. But I guess I guess not. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, both both ladies looked awesome though. Penelope, you know. When she gets those uh, submission type moves on, the look on her face, she just she has that sadistic look like she really enjoying it. So underutilized in AEW um, as well. She is, and I think she's gonna, given time to do some character work, I think she's somebody you could, you could definitely heat up for a a title program at some point. Just they need Uh, to heat up the entire women's division at this point. It's like we've said it mm -hmm. so many times. This is getting this is the only match beyond the point now. Um, yeah. I don't know what they need to do, but they I'm need to do with, something. I'm hoping with Rampage we see some type of format. Not to say it's completely change the format of Dynamite, because Dynamite mm. is, is awesome, but I mean, where we see a couple more matches, like you mentioned, you know, we're adding that extra hour or so. Mm. I they need more time so somewhere to develop. If they had, if they had more men's matches, it's going to kick off. Have the one women's match on Dynamite and yeah. Rampage is nothing but men's matches. And yeah. like, come on, come on, man! Oh, it just will not hours. go well. Oh, I know. But yeah, but both these these girls look great, and you're right. Yuka being back in, she's so much energy. It's I'll, I'll be mm-hmm. fun to see what kind of matchup we can have. Yeah. Hopefully, get her in, into some type of story. She always yeah. does, always has amazing matches. But I'd love to see an actual story story with her. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. 
Um, speaking of a story, this one has been pretty good. Um, oh. Ethan Page versus Darby Allen in the first ever coffin match. And it was no joke. Uh, I'm just going to skip straight to the end and then we'll talk about the match. But mm-hmm. uh, Ethan Page was on the uh, ring apron and Darby climbed to the top rope with his skateboard jumped onto Ethan's back with the skateboard. Ethan fell into the coffin. Darby shut it for the win. Cause that wasn't it. That wasn't it. Afterwards, Darby climbed back up to the top turnbuckle, did a freaking coffin drop off of the turnbuckle through the coffin into the coffin onto Ethan page. The end that's, that is an exclamation point to that feud. If ever there was one, I'm assuming it's over for now. I love how they brought an actual coffin out. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Like, an, yeah. like I know it was wood and everything, but like yeah. I expected it just to be like, you know, it, not an actual yeah. coffin shape. Um, it wasn't a casket like we're, no. we're, we're yeah. used to seeing in WWE the casket matches. This was a I coffin, also, like shape, like a so coffin. Like, yeah. I was also really surprised that I thought this might have been cinematic. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why. Um, nah, it, yeah. I'm glad it wasn't, but it's just the way, no. like, the whole... I think it's because of the graphic. I just think that made me think, huh, oh, uh, it. Like, it did but, look different, yeah. Very, yeah. 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 But right. um, I'm glad it wasn't, because this no, was brilliant. Um, one Scorpio guy hiding in a coffin. I mean, <laughs> doing, like, no wonder them guys struggled to carry it down. Yeah. Did they not realize that there was somebody in the thing? Like, did, like on the way down, and what I'm not go. Hey, is this thing heavier? I just wonder if like, it's made out of. I just wonder if he was in there on his phone, <laughs> just like texting, <laughs> just like you know, taking selfies or, in the coffin, or, or watching TikTok or doing something. Yeah, I'm just like do, 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 do. he was listening um, to our podcast in that coffin. I yeah. know it. Yeah, and um, and then obviously he popped out for a surprise, um, and then yeah. Sting turned up. Which I just love that he wasn't there, but he was there when he needed him. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was even good. the odds. Even the odds. And then when they went to like into the crowd, I mean, I got shades of Jeff Hardy when he jumped off that like entrance way. Oh um, yeah. And then yeah. even Paige just like thrown around onto metal. Like I was like, Jesus, oh. I, I could feel yeah. that. Yeah, the avalanche, uh, ego's edge onto the ring steps in the ring. Wow, oh my goodness. yeah, that, that yes, looked that painful. Um, mm-hmm. this was just so like the crowd was in love with this, like they mm-hmm. were literally going off in insane for this match. Um, I just can't believe that what I thought was going to happen didn't. I know, Ethan. Messes everything yeah. up. I was generally like, after it finished, I was like, Darby looked shocked. Now going, yeah, I'm shocked too. Like, I, I, feel, I know it was weird feeling like, eh, a little bit like put off that Darby won. Yeah, I know because <laughs> that wasn't the way it's supposed to end. I'm just really curious of what he can do next. Yeah, because he, he surely he's done most of the stuff that. You'd think hmm. he'd do as a face. I don't know. I know like, how we'll I'm, find I'm out. Happy, I'm, I'm happy he won. <laughs> yeah, how do we find yeah. out? <laughs> Watching Dynamite every week. Watching Dynamite. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm glad he won in the spec that 
like I like Darby Allen. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm confused as to why. <laughs> um, I've never had this feeling before with AEW. And I feel I like, weird. I know having why? this conversation, <laughs> like, we're going like, man, Darby won. Dad, gum it. Like, like surely we should be ecstatic. Like the good we guy should be. I know. I am happy. I'm just confused as to why I'm confused. <laughs> I, I just, I really had it in my mind that yeah. Ethan needed to win this match. I feel like the the win was more important for Ethan than it was for Darby. Yeah, and that a, a Darby loss was better for Darby's character. Yeah, change or character so, evolution. Yeah, what literally happens now? I don't know. So where does where does Ethan go? Other than where does know, Ethan go? Where does to Darby a, to go? To the graveyard. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. What does Darby do? You know. Sting, Scorpio Sky, yeah, I don't know. I, honestly, your guess is as good as mine. So interesting. Mm. Not swerve, but it was a swerve for us. You know? Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. But to us, it was it was a swerve or what we were expecting. I mean, so that goes for Malachi Black entire thing. Yeah, I think that's off the table too. Uh, well, at least the way kind of planned, anyways. Uh, hmm. We'll see. We will see. I am but, man, intrigued. But we talked about that crowd in Miami, how jealous we were of what they got yeah. to see live and in person. This crowd got a a treat as well. So, oh yes, for anybody that was able to go, yeah. that's awesome. Happy for you. Congratulations. Still jealous. still jealous. And next week's looking pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. Um, next week, we have Britt Baker versus Nala Rose for the women's title. Mm-hmm. Chris Jericho will face Sean Spears and the mm-hmm. First of MJF's labors or Jericho's labors, somebody's labors. Uh, <laughs> the first labors happening. Apparently, Spears is going to be born <laughs> from Jericho. This is weird. Jericho is going into labor, and we're going. He's going to have to face Sean Spears. Something I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> Spears. Spears is going to be the first labor of Jericho next week. Lawrence <sighs> Cassidy will be taking on the Blade. Uh, we're going to get John Moxley defending the IWGP United States Championship in a Texas death match with oh, Lance nice. Archer. That's that that's got to close the show, right? I know we oh, we talked about the main event. This has got to close it. Yes. Has to. I, I love it how these we're, we're kicking off these this back on the road with stipulation matches every yeah. episode. Like we got the the strap match last week. And we got the uh, coffin match, and now we're going to get the Texas death match. Uh-huh. So, and Jericho's going into labor. So, I mean, hey, um, yeah. So this is lining up to be an awesome uh, episode. And I as always, wait. I know there's going to be some surprises. You never know what what kind of tricks they're going to pull out in front of the mm. live crowds. Man, it's so great having crowds. Back. Oh, it's I, so good. Know, but man, it's so good, so good. Oh, it live is. Crowds. Fantastic. It makes such a difference. They are. Yeah, fans are so important to a live wrestling event. Everybody should know that, but it's like um, a pulse that really makes mm-hmm. uh, makes everything work 100%. like it should. This just was an awesome show. Yes, I'm it was. Just, like so happy. Uh, but um, don't forget to uh, check out all of our other content. It comes out each week, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show. I'm going to mention it again because that's what I do. <laughs> we have downright reviews each week. We're going to have Rampage reviews coming out eventually when Rampage debuts. We also do Q&As. We do topic discussions, and we do reviews and previews of 
pay-per-views and interviews once. But hopefully we'll have some more. We'll let you know when we do. Um, follow the channel at BeautyX the Beard. You can follow me at Let the Beard Play, and you can follow Sarah at Strange underscore Pixie. Yep, I am. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, we get out there and be good to each other, and we will see you on the next one. Bye bye.